Hey, everybody. Good news. We're doing the Comedy Fantasy Camp again. Jay Leno's going to be there. I'm going to be there. John Lovitz is going to be there. Caroline Ray is going to be there. Many, many other big comedians are going to be there. February 29th through March 3rd. Tickets are going to go fast, and it's all going to culminate at the world-famous Hollywood Improv. So come and join us at the Comedy Fantasy Camp and work with the pros. Get your tickets at ComedyFantasyCamp.com. Pluto TV is TV the way it should be, free. With over 300 channels, thousands of movies and TV shows, costing zeros of dollars. So if you want to watch shows like Ghost, The Walking Dead, CSI, Star Trek, or The Price is Right, well, The Price is Right, it's free. Hit movies like Braveheart, Sonic the Hedgehog, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, or Mean Girls won't cost you a thing, because everything is free. All you have to do is download the app, which, by the way, is also free. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. This is Below Deck's Captain Lee. Listen to my new podcast, Salty, with Captain Lee. Um, don't you mean our podcast? Uh, yeah, I guess I do. Anyhow, listen to Salty with Captain Lee, co-hosted by my assistant, Sam. And we will be talking about the latest pop culture news and all the gossip every week. So does this mean we have to talk by ourselves, about ourselves, or can we at least have some guests on? I don't know, I find myself pretty interesting, but yeah, we can have some guests on, some of our reality TV friends, and some stars. Works for me. Listen to Salty now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on, get it on, get it on. Man, Dr. Drew's board-certified clinician and addiction specialist person. He's uh, in Mexico right now. Yes, dude. What's look in Mexico? Look, look at this. Look at this. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you a... Ooh, how's that look? Beautiful. Azure Crazy, seas. right? Yeah, beautiful blue sea. You're in your hotel room? In hotel room, I'm uh, down here with the wellness company, TWC guys, and uh, really interesting. I've, I've been in meetings, 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 but I swear to God, I think we are going to come up with revolutionary ways of approaching viral illnesses. Oh. Uh, we we had I got to tell you something. I just got to tell you a quick story. We we had this crazy experience. I'm I'm meeting a lot of the doctors in this group for the first time, and somebody's husband got sick. Like really was getting fever and chills and was getting sick as hell. And Dr. McCullough goes, look, I want you to give this much ivermectin, this much toxicycline. And I'm thinking, oh, come on. And I'm, I'm thinking about protease inhibitors and things like that. And that dude got better in eight hours. I could not believe it. I, I, it to me, it was just such a striking experience. And for this Dr. McCullough, who's a you know world-renowned you know renowned cardiologist and highly published uh, chief of medicine, and I thought, well, this is the guy that's going to come up with stuff like that. So it was very interesting. Very just, Was very it great COVID experience. the person had or something else? I, you know, we don't know because he wasn't tested, but uh, it just occurred to me, and we know that these things have antiviral activity, and I thought, oh, man, this is repurposing of drugs is going to be the way we're going to really help people with these common things like viruses. So anyway, I just more to be revealed. It's just been a great experience down here. So Yeah. You know that I, I think um, 
everyone sort of experienced that, which is um, during COVID. They're like, you're getting your info from these wackadoodles on the internet, um, which, it was, you know, we were listening to guys like the guys you're with, yes, with their right. opinions on the internet. And it's also, you know, it's so weird. I think it's a chick thing. Yeah. Um, how like sort of crazy dismissive everyone is like, yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing. I'm on the internet and there's some guy out of one of the Carolinas who's a long haul trucker and he's got a MAGA hat and he has a ninth grade education and he's telling me about virology and I'm taking notes. <laughs> like, is that is that what you think I'm doing? <laughs> Do, you know what I mean? Uh, yes. I, 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 I get the part where they don't like what you're doing, but I do not appreciate the part where they turn what you're doing into something that you're not doing. Right. You know, well, but this, this goes at the, so because I'm down here and been busy, I, Adam and I have been able, unable to have our usual debriefings. And uh, so I got a lot to talk about And, and one of the things I've been thinking about is goes very much at this issue. Did you see the Tucker, Tucker interview with Mike Benz? Um, I know, I think you sent it to me and I somehow yes. couldn't open it or something, but yeah, no, but yes. Well, it, it essentially he's done a shit ton of research and has really uncovered sort of how all exactly what you're talking about, how people have been led to believe things that are true about other people, about other ideas, uh, that were very carefully executed by people who know how to do intelligence essentially and found lots of useful idiots on the internet to help them uh, do their job. And so when somebody would say something like, Hey, this guy that's uh, published a thousand papers and has been the chief of medicine for 20 years and is a cardiologist, he's got some interesting ideas. Oh, boom, crush. That came from somewhere it turned out. Yeah, there's an organized body that's been doing this and people who know how to do it. Right. And the only real defense against it is common sense, a little wisdom, you know, a little, you know, again, it's um, it's a kind of a situation where you go, I don't think that sounds right. Or, you know, I say. 15 times a week that, that doesn't sound right or I haven't yeah. heard that or that doesn't make sense to me or sort of why would this person well, do that or, you know? or where are the ages right where are the where are the ages but most like like uh, you know like I said you could I just drove here in a rainstorm right mm-hmm. and I have these flash flood warnings going off on the screen of my car. You know, it it keeps taking over, you know. There's water coming out of the sky, everybody. Right. Shelter in place. So here's basically what I'm saying. You could sit at home and watch the news and hear about all the doom and the gloom and uh, the rain and the mudslides and bomb. What do they call them now? Bomb, bomb cyclones. Bomb cyclones and all They've the- given that one up. Now they're calling it atmospheric rivers. The atmospheric <laughs> rivers. Right, right. All the weird yeah. sort of doom and gloom stuff. Yes. Or you could just get in your car and drive and then have an experience that was counter to what you were hearing. 
right? Right. And what I'm saying is, is get in your car and drive. You can hear all the doom and gloom you want about COVID three years ago, or you could just sort of look at the neighborhood kids and how they're all fine. And then once you see that, then uh, you'll you'll arrive at a more accurate place. Yes. And so you know how you and I have been for the last four years, three years certainly, uh, complaining about the search for the greatest threat to the United States, which is white supremacy and domestic terrorism. And this is this is the quest. Yes. Well, it turns out that that one language twist is at the core of the attack on so-called misinformation, which is what we've been discussing here so far. And apparently this country, the United States, has had a very elaborate system for fighting terrorism. And in fact, one of the reasons the military helped set up the internet per se, and why the guy who uh, created the dark web is in prison for life, as opposed to what murderers get, like seven or eight years, is they put up the internet so they could keep an eye on the terrorists all around the world. And by switching the language a slight bit, all that infrastructure that's been in place and been so effective in changing governments and using propaganda internationally, if you focus it on domestic terror and call people that are misinformants terrorist, you can take all that infrastructure and focus it on people in the United States. Yes. And that's what they've done. Yes. And so that's why when a, you know, a, 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 a scholarly professional steps up and gives an alternative opinion, what comes after them feels like some sort of attack. Right. And it is. And it yes. turns out at the core of it is this thing called the Atlantic Group, which is seven former FBI and CIA directors, guess what? Some of the guys who signed up to tell you that the uh, Hunter laptop looked like Russian disinformation, shocking those guys are in there. And in with them is one other one other professional CEO of Pfizer. Right. Yeah. Perfect. 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 Yeah, it's perfect. perfect. Now, I get it. And it was a... You know, it, it, there's a learning curve. Yes, it's it's why you call rioters on January 6th insurrectionists. Because and terrorists. And terrorists. Yeah. So when you give and them you the label all of... All that on them. When yep. you give them that label of terrorists, yep. uh, then you can hack in and start looking at their credit card use and start looking at their travel plans. And, and st- put them away for long periods of time. And put them away Way for long periods murderers. of time. Right. So... I think the learning curve, and and we're kind of there now, and uh, you and I and and many others have, have sort of passed through the learning curve, which is the first stages of the learning curve are pretty much total belief in the system, which yeah. is, you know, you go back four years and you have... Fauci and Deborah Burks and and all the others saying, hey, there's this thing, it's serious, and we need to do X, Y, and Z because it's so serious. And I think everyone's first initial blush is uh, 
and understandably, oh, wow, okay, so this is something, and it's serious. I mean, the, the very first stages of the curve are just face value. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just, yeah. it's, it's no different than, oh, a, a commercial airliner crashed in the Congo and 138 were dead. You know, okay, that's what, yeah. that's what happened. You know, right. were you there? Do you know anyone on the plane? It's like, no, but that's what they said happened. And uh, right. I don't have any reason to believe that that didn't happen. That's right. your, that's where, that's where you start. Yep. And then at some point you start sort of looking around and you start experiencing things and they're talking about one thing, but you're kind of experiencing another, you well, know, it's actually the, the first, I, w- I would characterize that first thing of looking around. I would characterize it as, huh? What? Yeah. Well, that's the second. I, I should call it the second part. Yeah. yeah. The, the first part is a face value belief in whatever it yeah. is they're saying. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. second part is kind of looking around and kind of going, huh? Like I'm yeah. not seeing, I'm not experiencing what they're saying. They're yeah. talking the about, they're, the yeah, floods? they're talking about an atmospheric river <laughs> and I just drove from Malibu to seeing rain. I I drove from Malibu to Glendale and shaved eight minutes off my normal commute because less cars were on the highway because people are sheltering in place because they're sheltered. So I just drove all the way across LA and I didn't experience any of this. So that's the next, the next one is kind of looking around. The third one is as as it pertained to COVID or or January sixth or and Hunter Biden's laptop or Russian interference or anything they wanted you to believe. The third one is like, what are they doing to the people who are saying now, hey, it's not a big deal. I, I I've experienced it. Or I'm a meteorologist and I have a lot of experience yeah. in this right. and this isn't what you're saying it is. You know, oh they're 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 shadow banning those guys accounts on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. So now there's a third part where you're kind of like, is this happening or is this a, you know, then they kind of go, you know, the cash register that's broken theory, which is, Oh, I'm sorry. You got short change. The cash register's broken. Yeah. But, (laughs) but if it was broken, I would get more change sometimes. Right. If you just made a mistake on Twitter, then you'd also be deplatforming, the New York Times, not right. going after the Peter McCullough and other doctors, you, you know. So, so if it was just misinformation, just getting it wrong, if it was just getting it wrong. Yeah. If you were an umpire that was just getting it wrong, you would get it wrong for both teams. Yep. Not yep. just one over and over again, and then keep explaining you just made a bad call at home plate. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the third part, and then the fourth part is where we're at now where the receipts start coming in mm. and journalists who are actually journalists, you know, Matt Taibbi and, and, mm. and guys of that ilk, uh, Schellenberger and guys like that actually start collecting receipts yeah. and doing FOIA requests and stuff like that. And now it turns out that, Oh, the white house was communicating with, uh, Twitter and was commuting with Facebook and was, um, I, I should say communicating with them and trying to get things suppressed. And, and now the receipts are coming in. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and now, Oh, it turns out that the, 
Hunter, the laptop that the 51 uh, security experts signed, that thing was drafted a week before uh, in case something came out and then they all sucked. Okay, now, now it's become pretty clear what you thought was going on was in fact going on, but you didn't have receipts. You didn't right. have emails. You didn't have a paper trail. Well, now well, you and do. By the way, you were called a conspiracy theorist for just having the thought right. that it might be going on. Right. So now you do know what's going on. So that's one, two, three, four part. And now you know what's going on. The real question then is what about all the people that are still trapped in part one? Yeah. of whatever the equation is. They don't yes. move on to part two. Yes. Part two is, hey, what's going on? This doesn't feel right. Part three is, is wait a minute, it looks like they're actually suppressing people or getting rid of dissenting opinions. And part four is, oh, this is bullshit. And these guys have been involved the whole time. Yeah. They're still and, and, in part and by the one. Way, and, and, there, and there's even another corollary on that last piece, which is, and a lot of what they were protecting was wrong. A lot. Right, right. But they're trapped in part one. They never get out of part one of this equation and they move on to the next subject and remain in part one. Yes. The part one for the next subject. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Drew, what do you got? Some business? I got a friend. Yeah, I do. Our friends at Biotic Quest. I want to remind you about their sugar shift probiotic. Navigating probiotics can be a challenging of course but biotic quest sugar shift makes it easy it's not your typical probiotic it's quite what they call a game changer and sugar shift stands out in that it is a powerhouse that doesn't just restore balance it addresses inflammation maybe helping sugar cravings reduce them a little bit thereby supporting healthy blood sugars sugar shift converts glucose and fructose in the gut into a prebiotic mannitol that of course is a free radical scavenger that helps uh really restore the gut microbiome. It's a patented formula with eight probiotic strains, not found in other products. It's not your basic probiotic. It's uh, it's restores harmony, as they say. And and the exciting part for us, uh, Biotic Quest is giving us a 15% discount off the first three months of your sugar shift subscription with the promo code DREW15. Well, results may vary. Clinical trial results indicate that the best results come at three months and beyond. Take charge. Here's where you do it. B-I-O-T-I-Q-U-E-S-T. That's BiotiQuest.com. And you use code DREW15 for that 15% off. Yep. So here we are. And who are the people that don't get out of the first phase of this discussion? Right. And then what's in it for them? Well, what's in it? It's... it's, (sighs) Well, that well, go ahead, finish because that's an interesting question. What's in it for them? I I just don't understand what they're thinking. If there's anything in in it for them or not, maybe they're just maybe we should be feel sorry for them. There's nothing in it for them. They, they're victims. Well, they're basically people who said San Francisco's going to win the Super Bowl thirty five hundred times, and I know it, and I stake my reputation on it. And then the game was played and KC won the Super Bowl and they will not concede that their team lost. They won't Mm. and they won't learn anything from the next time it comes to pick a Super Bowl winner. So Mm -hmm. I think that's what's going on, because if that wasn't going on, you'd hear a lot more about how they got it wrong and who they owe an apology to. 
and how this isn't going to happen again, which has happened on a pretty limited scale. Like Bill Maher. <laughs> That's about all I can think of. Yeah, who's who's sort of realized maybe there were some errors in in some of his ways. Although still yeah. a huge Gavin Newsom fan, inexplicably. Well, I think that's part of Trump derangement or something. I think that is. I think yeah. that's part of it. But it's also that part is comical. But um, <laughs> it is funny when people argue with Bill Maher about Gavin Newsom. They go, all right, well, let's talk about Gavin Newsom's policies. And he goes, oh, come on. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> as if you'd said i heard he, he had a gay experience in high school like what do you mean oh come on that's all there is <laughs> right. that's all we got right is uh is policy with uh newsome but uh all right still stuck with with newsome but but has come around probably quite a bit in in but, other but, subjects but you don't you certainly don't hear well Actually, I don't know if you're aware, but there is a politician in Alberta, Canada, who, who stood up a couple of weeks ago and said, I got it wrong. I apologize. We hurt people. And I'm deeply sorry. Did you see her little video? I saw that. You said a couple of weeks ago, but it, it feels like it was longer ago than was than it? That. Okay. But, so but I, I know. I saw it then. But but I, I do get it, which is all anybody really wants in any form of a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Micro mm. or macro, right? Interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, but it's also, it is just part of the new world order um, of sort of digging in and. and well, let's go back to the people that are stuck in phase one. What do, do do we think they are victims of propaganda or is it motivated reasoning that they have something to gain from it? I don't know what, or should we feel sorry for them? Are they just, are they, have we been made sick by the propaganda? I think it's all interconnected to a bigger picture of not I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, I think when 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 you and I and and maybe I circle back to this because it's something that's sort of always on my mind. But our society used to be crafted in such a way that when somebody was wrong or didn't do the job or sort of screwed the pooch, they just went sorry you know, won't happen again. That's kind of how we grew up, you know. Um, There is not, we we don't live in that world anymore. There's a round and round and cyclical argument about what, you know. I mean, just weird, you know. I mean, I have a T-shirt that says, uh, don't do your best, do my best. (laughs) And the reason I have that is because many, many years ago, we had some, big guest coming to the studio. And I told my assistant, Matt, like, Hey, there's a bunch of boxes and trash and stuff like out front, you know, and, uh, I want to spruce the place up a little bit. So handle that before so-and-so pulls up in his motorcade. And, uh, he didn't do any of it. And then when I questioned him on it, he just said, I did my best. And so I said, well, don't do your best, do my best next time. So we can, (laughs) so we can get it done. But, 
and made it onto a T-shirt. But the, the mm-hmm. point is, is there is a thing now where there is not, you know, will do won't happen again. It's just a thing. It's just an argument now, or it's just, it takes a while. They come back with something and then you come back with something. Then they come back with something. I think it's about them being wrong. And I think there's some weird shame or humiliation or something in it. I can feel it with younger people, especially when you talk to them about anything, they just, they dig in. And I think that zeitgeist is sort of connected to what we're talking about. Shame and tolerance. Shame and tolerance. Yes. All right. Very weird. Let me tell you about our friend Jordan Harbinger. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with iconic musician and producer Moby. It's a super real conversation about fame and mental health. Moby was really open on this one. My first punk rock show was to an audience of one dog. And my first electronic music show was to Miles Davis. 1999, I thought that my career had ended. My mom had died of cancer. I was battling substance abuse problems. I was battling panic attacks. I'd lost my record deal. And I was making this one last album. And I was like, okay, I'll make this album. I'll put it out. I'll move back to Connecticut. I'll get a job teaching philosophy at some community college. And then all of a sudden, the world embraced me. I handled fame and wealth really disastrously. It was so humiliating. I wouldn't trade any of it. For more from Moby, including how he bounced back from a 400-drink-per-month booze habit, check out episode 196 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. So, yeah, there's a strong, strong shame and tolerance. Now, you don't look at it as shame, and I don't look at it as shame. Mm. But they look at it as shame, and I think that's the problem. The problem Mm. is they are too tied up in the deed. There's too much of themselves Mm. tied up in it. Interesting. Whereas you and I sort of, everyone has a percentage of themselves tied up in a task. Does that make sense? It it does. Go ahead. Finish your reasoning. Cause I, cause I have a thought. Well, if you told me to clean up the boxes and the cardboard out in the parking lot before so-and-so showed up, I would have a certain amount of myself invested in that. But if I screwed up, I wouldn't feel shame. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel like it eroded at my self-esteem or it, it, it took a it's chunk. Already so, because our self-esteem is already so low. That's the thing. We're already so low that we don't, we, when people uh, sort of accuse us of something, we're already in our heads thinking we're deserving of that, you know? Well, so I don't trigger shame. I don't I don't think of it um I don't think of it as too low per se. I think of it as um well, it's not too low on 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 the sense that you have a degree with a medical license and it's framed and it's hanging somewhere in a, in your office. And and so how dumb or out of it or you know loser you know it's like right. it's like it's like sometimes like people go people say to me you're a loser man and i'll go like i can't be a loser you know what i mean i i'm not yeah, yeah. the most successful person but i can't be a loser because right, right. of my life or what i've accumulated or what i own or what i do yeah. you, you know what i mean yeah. so yeah, yeah. um it doesn't it sort of 
water off a duck's back, but there were times in my life, you know, when I was 21, if you said to me, you're a loser, I would have, it would have stung, you know, I would have went like, oh, I feel that. Yeah, you're right. I'm driving a Mm. shitty pickup truck with no insurance and I got an apartment with three roommates and yeah, maybe, maybe you're spot on and maybe it would have elicited a different reaction Mm. from me, you know? Interesting. So there's that. So should we be more sensitive to it? Well, it's that, I'll I'll circle back. I think it's that mixed with the low self-esteem, which is just, you know, tell me to do something, I'll I'll do it. Or if I don't, if I screw it up, then you say it again. And then I'll I'll try not to screw it up next time. Like, I I don't really have a strong, like, I, you know, I'll get into it with people about stuff and I'll realize they're very, entwined in this yes, thing yeah. we're talking yeah. about. You know, I'm talking about, uh, hey, you left the, I came home the other day in the middle of the day and the porch light was on. You got to shut right. the porch light. You know, they're like, well, you don't, you forgot to turn off the toaster oven. It's like, okay, why is there, why is there so much of you tied up in the porch light? You know what I mean? I, I yes. would, I would just go, uh, you know, I might offer something like, uh, geez, I, you know, I left out through the garage. And so I didn't right. walk out the front doors, but I should have seen it. But I should have yeah. shut it off when I was walking to the garage, you know, or something. But right. I wouldn't be that tangled up in it, you know. And when mm-hmm. you talk to people, they're tangled up in these tasks, in these things. So meaning there's so much of them yep. invested in this True. thing that it's not the thing you're arguing about, it's them you're arguing about. So you're not arguing about COVID, you're arguing about them. Mm -hmm. And that's why they get agitated, they sort of bristle, and they fight. Because they're not fighting for COVID, they're fighting for them. And that's kind of the self-esteem movement. It's the self-esteem movement with no accomplishments is going to mean you got to fight for you pretty damn hard because you don't have these things to fall back on. Mm. You have the porch light to argue about. Which, or which, at least which, other, other, other tasks like the porch light. Yes. The metaphor of the find, porch yeah. light, but you need to argue on that because so much yourself is invested yeah. in that. Yeah. And that's, kind of where we're at. And so as far as the mea culpas or I was wrong or sorry, or I got this one wrong, um, not a lot of that, you know, it's sort of like, maybe it's a stretch, but there was a very good all pro linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers eh, probably about eight years ago. And he was just good. It was a good looking white guy who was a good linebacker. And uh, I think after like two seasons, he was like, I'm, I'm quitting. And mm-hmm. uh, they kind of said to him, like, everyone sort of said, like, why is this guy quitting? He's, he's in the NFL. He's making millions of dollars. He's great at what he does. He's an all-star, all-pro, I think. What's he quitting for? And I said, well, obviously there's a business. There's a family business. His dad does something successful. Mm-hmm. He's, there's something to do. There's mm-hmm. somewhere to go. Right. And uh, there's no way he just goes and gets a job at a supermarket. You know what I mean? And uh, 
I said, look into it. And sure enough, his dad runs a big hedge fund in San Francisco and he's going to enter the partnership. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's got somewhere to go. Right. Yeah. So yeah. football isn't his life and he doesn't want to risk busting his head. Right. Because he needs it later on. Um, right. That's why he he left. You know, he's he's not yeah. tied up in it. He has something to fall back on. And that's sort of like. You can call me a loser, but it doesn't really affect me because I I have some. My dad runs a hedge fund because I'll go there. Perfect. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Got and, it. And I, I I think what you're the people you're dealing with who are who get the most agitated are the people with the least accomplishments. Yeah, and so it maybe it's it, and I if you. Do you feel that high self-esteem with low accomplishment is is the magic ingredient? Yes, the the fatal yeah. magic ingredients. Yeah, you yeah. take a uh, you take a a couple, right? Yeah. You take one one of the couple doesn't matter, male or female, whatever. You take the one couple and. Uh, the one part of the couple and the person's very accomplished and they make a lot of money and they take care of business and so and so. And the other one hangs out around the house and lets the maid in and tells the pool man he missed a spot, right? Mm-hmm. You can joke with the super accomplished. You know, you can say to Mark Garagos, you don't do anything around this house, Mark. Mm-hmm. Come on, pick up a mop every once in a while. He'll start laughing. Mm-hmm. Say it to the woman who's kept, who doesn't do anything. She'll get pissed fast. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Interesting. Oh, yes, I feel you. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to be in Vegas <laughs> tomorrow night. Two shows at Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club coming up and more March uh, 7th as well at Jimmy's Club. But uh, tomorrow night, come on out. Say hi. I'll sign autographs in between shows. Drew, what do you got? Uh, of course, Rumble. Check out my subscribe my Rumble channel. And uh, one of the things that's going to come out of my meeting down here with TWC is I'm going to build a store at my website where you will have access to some very interesting stuff. So keep an eye out for that. So, till next time, Adam Kroll for Dr. Drew saying Mahalo. Pluto TV is TV the way it should be free. With over 300 channels, thousands of movies and TV shows costing zeros of dollars. So if you want to watch shows like Ghost, The Walking Dead, CSI, Star Trek, or The Price is Right, well, The Price is Right, it's free. Hit movies like Braveheart, Sonic the Hedgehog, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, or Mean Girls won't cost you a thing because everything is free. All you have to do is download the app, which, by the way, is also free. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.